Hi, friends. Hello, should I delete that, listeners? We still have some tickets left for our live tour and we would absolutely love to see you there. On Thursday, the 23rd of May, we will be performing in the London Islington Assembly Hall. On Monday, the 27th of May, we will be in Salford. On Tuesday, the 28th of May, we'll be in Glasgow. Sunday, the 2nd of June, Birmingham. Monday, the 3rd of June, Bristol. And Tuesday, the 4th of June in Southampton. You can get your tickets at aegpresents.co.uk or via the link in the show notes or our Instagram bios. Really hope we see you there. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I remember I was walking somewhere and a woman came up to me and she said, you are disgusting. You, my, my daughter almost died because of you. That period, everyone was so brutal. You know, ni- late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. It was just like Horrific. abuse city, wasn't it? Hello and welcome back to Should I Delete That? I'm Em Clarkson. And I'm Daisy Grant. How are you doing, Daisy? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. Finally, the sun's out today. I know I always talk about the weather, but it's just one of those things, isn't it, that comes up. You can take your Welsh sun and you can shove it up your ass because it's pissing down with rain over here. It was hailing about 20 minutes ago. So can't keep up. It can't, yeah. I'm exhausted. How about you? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm so excited for today's interview that I just feel like we just need to rattle through this because I just want to give the people this chat. I agree. It's so great. It's so Isn't great. Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? it? So yeah. I'm really excited about that. But I would be remiss not to mention the worst bad of all the bads. Oh, God. I've waited for this for a year. There's something to be said in being careful what you wish for. <gasps> I've got my period back. And it's so horrifying that I threw up yesterday. And you have been, you literally just did a campaign about how you were like, I love being in touch with my body. I want my period back. I just want to feel in touch with myself. Idiot. And now Idiot. you're being sick in the toilet. Idiot. Um, yes. Yeah, so Rank, Alex got me a little cookie, a little like, sorry that your uterus lining's being an absolute wanker cookie. I threw it up. I'm so sorry. That's awful. That's really bad. It's okay. I've been, I have been waiting for it. I'm ha- I am on balance. Incredibly happy that it's back. And I I know that sounds really mad to people, but I have just felt like I've been in no man's land for so long. And like, I want to make sense of myself. Who the fuck totally. am I? These hormones are deranged and I need to know what's up. Going through motherhood and like having your whole kind of like self become a mother like you're feeding your child like you're literally out of sync with yourself like it must be quite nice to be like okay that cycle is back now yeah i like that cycle in an unrelated twist i was offered the opportunity to do magic mushrooms next weekend and for a few reasons i had to say no but overwhelmingly the reason was i am like i am on a knife's edge right now like i am so fucking volatile in terms of my own emotions the very last thing i need to add to the equation the recipe as it were would be a drug (laughs) it could be the cure i don't think it's worth the risk high risk high reward strategy that one yeah 
I don't think it's worth it. I said it. no. And Good. I'm so proud of myself because I very rarely get offered drugs, which I feel like is probably not a surprise. Um, <laughs> but I, I I, don't often get the opportunity to just say no, Yeah. as the Naughties campaigns told us. But I did. I got it. And I was like, no. I, th- I actually applied and said... I'm just going to say no. <laughs> well done. Well done Thanks. to you. You can feel good about Thanks. that. Any Thanks. goods? Anything good? I'm not doing magic mushrooms. That's good enough for me. Yeah, fair enough. That I think that's sensible. Anything good or bad on your side? I got a combined good and bad this Love week. That. The roller coaster. Ronan Keating pro- prophesized. Oh, it is. <laughs> I'm happy because my hair is, I think, through the, the awkward stage of like length. It looks so cool. Thanks. It's partly due to your concoction of like things to slick it down. So I appreciate your um, contribution oh. to this. Um, no, I, no worries. I got that wax that you have. The, oh, the OA one. Oh my away. God. It smells like heaven. Isn't it unbelievable? I've had my pot for about three years and I've barely even gone through the first layer. I have to use quite a lot of gel because there's a lot of layers going on. So then I use a gel and then I put that on top and it smells so good. So yeah. I love that. It's still, anyway, it still needs to be cut. It's still not right. I'm just trying to get the length. Anyway, it's the longest it's been literally since I was 14 and even then yeah I've just never had it you know so it's quite exciting for me at the same time the bad and usually I'm like chill about this and it's like kind of fun but like that is a those are white hairs that is a cluster of white hairs right there they're coming thick and fast and they're they're not fucking around I think it's actually really cool like one of my best friends is embracing going great and she looks so iconic Oh, yeah, I, like, I they do. Can never be me. Yeah. I will not. I will resist aging <laughs> for as long as I humanly can. But on other people, I know I'm in my prime. I know I'm going to be in my prime when I'm literally fifty years old. I can't wait. Like I know it's coming. But like going from brown to white is quite a hectic You've turn got of events. You've got to Helen Bowen Carter. This you've got okay. to lean in. Catlin Moran. Who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the Helena Bottom Carter was what really did it for me. Okay. I knew it. It's I only goods. It. It's only goods I'm, now. It's only good. Call me Helena. Yeah. She's an icon. She She's is. She's an icon. She's the have you seen? Have you best. seen her like the photos of her, like pap photos of her? Yes. I get them on my day to day. I get them on my Instagram it. every day. Is like, she your fashion icon? She's actually funny you say that because I always send pictures of her to Daisy and I'm like, this <laughs> is how you should dress. This is you. This is you. We always say that. And then, you know, Giles and Mary on Gogglebox. Do you know that? Of course I do. Yeah. So da- <laughs> we always say that Mary is like what Daisy is going to dress like when she's older, like the funny pattern tights and the weird long skirts, like just very bizarre. But I'm like, this is you in the future. So that combined with Helena Bonham Carter, beautiful. There is something about a pattern tight that doesn't, that doesn't excite me. Oh, it, but... listen, it is, it, it <laughs> is bordering on like frumpy. It's bordering on frumpy, but I think it can be embraced. All the best things are. Yeah, and I'll stand true, by actually. That. I will stand by that. I like that. I like that. So, any awkwards? Yes, actually, moving on from frumpy. And I know we're not supposed to... I know, I know, okay? We embrace our beautiful bodies. We embrace our we, white hairs. We embrace... We, yeah, okay, right. We're, we, Bopo, whatever, right? I, I get it. I get it. But the other day, I had to go to the physio because my hip's bad because I'm 40,000 years old. And the woman gave me the physio shorts. And if you've not been to a physio wear shorts if you ever book a physio appointment just take your own shorts okay because it's or or just be cool with standing in your pants because it's an excruciating process and she went do you mind wearing do you mind being in your pants or do you want to wear the shorts i was like oh i'll wear the shorts she brought the shorts out and she went they're massive 
but they'll do. I was like, okay. Daisy Club, they were not massive. Oh, <laughs> how dare she? I mean, objectively, yeah. They, they, you know, I, 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 define massive, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's fine. But I put them on and they were really big on my waist, but so tight on my juicy hips. Um, my juicy, juicy and, hips. And my thighs. Um, anyway, so she was trying to, like, make me squat and, like, check my rotation and, like, bend my legs over each other. All, all massively difficult because of the shorts because the shorts were so tight so i couldn't be like oh, yeah they're so what did massive. you go in wearing leggings yeah i thought leggings would have been the right no, no. thing no so i wore the massive not massive shorts and um it was just it was just a little bit crushing just a little bit she really <laughs> needs to not say these are massive but they'll do she is the most she, she's a very she's a beanpole of a woman oh. so i get it to her to her it doesn't matter. It it wasn't really the the fact that they didn't fit. That doesn't really bother me. It was more just the actual awkwardness of them not fitting and yeah. like having to like fold myself into a million which ways and shorts. I just didn't. It was just a bit of the whole thing. I, when she said you can put your leggings back on, I was like, oh, sweet relief. Yeah. <laughs> sweet relief. <laughs> so yeah hated that anything awkward from your side yeah the exhaust fell off my car it happened (laughs) listen it's literally the third time it's happened it's happened so many times i think it's the sea air around here like it rusts the exhaust i don't fucking know anyway it was like the middle of the night it was so embarrassing it was like no it was like 10 p.m And we live on a street that's like a one-way street. So at like 10 p.m., we had to drive the car round the one-way one way and then get round to our street and just with the exhaust dragging along so loudly on the floor at 10 p.m like it's not and it was like a thursday oh my god it was so embarrassing and then i remember we got out of the car and i silly women was so ashamed in their frumpy frumpy little tights i know frumpy little tights and their exhaust literally hanging off the fucking car and it was so embarrassing i remember we got out of the car and then i heard some people saying my exhaust is falling off and i was like oh my god where are the voice where are the voices coming from i couldn't locate the voices it was like they were looking out the window like what the fuck is that noise it was so loud it was really bad That's it's been fixed funny. but the bumper fell off my car once when i was driving home oh my god if that makes you feel any better my brother borrowed my car beached it because he's a knob again by the sea drove down a path that he couldn't get down be- literally beached it had to be <gasps> towed it was a whole thing i it was this was in the isle of man i drove it the whole way back and literally when i got like within 10 miles having yep. done like a 400 mile trip and when i got within 10 miles of my own house he was in the passenger seat the fucking bumper just fell off the car. It must have been hanging by a thread down the motorway. Thank God it happened on the quieter roads. Anyway, I was like, I just looked at him. I was like, get your wallet out of your pocket. We're going straight to a garage. <laughs> this is like, you. This, this is, is you. all on you, brother. So don't worry. It happens to the best of it's us. It's so shameful. That last, that drive to get it to where it needs to go. Oh, mortifying. Absolutely mortifying. But all fixed now. So there we go. Can't wait to hear it. Never. Can't wait. Can't wait to hear when it happens again. Speaking of incredible drivers... <gasps> what a segue, Daisy. Thank Grant. you. Yeah, thank you. Kind of sarcastic, but also brilliant, I think. Sarcastic I for me, it. not for the guest. Yeah, it's like, why throw in shade? Never throw in shade. She's my hero. I've decided now. I love her. Oh my gosh, she's the best. Guys, I'm so excited by today's interview. Um, I think we say it at the beginning, but Jodie and I have been friends for like. I'm going to. Sh- 
bust us on our age, but we've been friends for nearly nearly 20 years, maybe, which is insane. Um, and I'm so grateful that she came and had this chat. And actually, it's amazing when you meet somebody at a stage in their life and you never really talk to them about the stage before the stage that you knew them in. So I absolutely love this conversation. I thought it was so amazing. I hope you guys are as enlightened and inspired as we are by this amazing woman. So without further ado, here is Jodie Kidd. Hi Jodes. Hello. Thank you so much for coming. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy that you're here. For listener context, I've known you since I was 12 years old. Yeah. I came to your house when I was a child and I stood on a piece of glass. Oh my God, you remember that? my foot bled, yeah. It was like, I was like, oh my God. Yes, kid and my I remember that. So and we had the all over her sofa. tweezers oh, out. How embarrassing! It was, <laughs> I know, it was all like a whole friends. operation going yeah. on. Oh no! Yeah. I remember. Yeah, God. to get the glass out of my foot. I'm such an attention seeker. I hate this. How long ago was that? So twelve. So how old are you 17 now? Seventeen years ago. Holy moly! I know, I've known you for ages. Wow! But you're so nice to me, even though I was embarrassingly bleeding. I know. Well, I'm like, and I just think you're the warmest and loveliest person, and we love. You. Thank you so much for coming on. I'll pay, I'll pay you later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alex can send you. Can money. I have some too? <laughs> exactly. Compliments or money? Aww. Money. <laughs> I also take compliments. <laughs> Just before I'm well received. Um, but I, something you and I have never spoken about yeah. is your career before I knew you. Yes. And that was as a supermodel. It was. It's quite weird, kind of thinking that because it was like it's almost not part of who I am or who you know it's obviously who I am now it's kind of I've learned a lot from it but it's like it didn't really exist it's kind of and it was a long time ago but it's um it's quite strange it really is and it was such a whirlwind yeah it it's a mad world um and I kind of went in and out quite quickly I think I did a good about 10 years but worked a lot um, and then kind of had to re- retreat quite quickly because it wasn't good for me. Yeah. Um, and um, and so I've kind of, and because it was quite, not traumatic, it was amazing. I don't want to put it down, but it was because I was going through, um, you know, a lot of bad press at the time, being hounded by the wonderful newspapers, It you know, going through, um, I had glandular fever, I had anxiety, I had all of these things. So for me, it wasn't a very happy time, even though I was doing some amazing things, working with the best photographers, the best designers, hair and makeup, you know, opening and closing the biggest shows. Um, It was still a bit kind of traumatic. So I put it in a box and then kind of my life is kind of started after that, even though it kind of built a lot of the building blocks of who I am today. But um, but it yeah it was a whirlwind but but amazing I can't put it down at all um, but it's a surreal world and to be you know at the top um, it was yeah just kind of sitting there and Naomi Campbell on your left and you know Christy Tellington on your right and you're just do. suddenly going 15 years old just came out of school um, yeah couldn't couldn't get 15, any weirder 15. 15 so just finished my GCSEs how did that how that well I wanted to become um so I my whole childhood was riding horses and I wanted to be a show jumper my dad was um almost made the Olympic team as uh, as a show jumper and so that was I wanted to 
kind of follow in his footsteps. And so I um, I had a little pony that I used to do all of the little kind of like uh, shows and was quite successful and, you know, was really trying to get on the junior British team. And um, and I bought this, I, just going into horses and bought this youngster and I had this tiny little lorry and he kept on rubbing his tail on the back of the lorry. So I needed to get a big lorry for him and I didn't have enough money. So mum said, you know, you should try some modelling. I had a friend that um, that actually said to me, you know, Jodie's quite tall and quite quirky and quite weird looking. She should model. And mum was like, no, she just wants to ride. And, you know, she's not interested. She's such a tomboy, literally never wore a dress, never wore makeup. Um, and, um, and she said, well, why don't you go down and see her and give it a go? And, you know, you could earn some money and get your lorry. So I thought, oh, my God. You must be the only person that's got into supermodelling to get a lorry. (laughs) (laughs) I just really need a lorry. It's really weird, isn't it? (laughs) Love it. I know. Um, So, yeah, so I went down. I met with Lorraine Ashton, who had um, an agency called IMG at the time. And literally from the, the moment I took some test pictures, I was in New York opening Marc Jacobs within a couple of weeks and... And that was it. My oh. my complete like whirlwind merry-go-round started, and and had to sell my 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 youngster, my horse. No, which was really it was a big decision. So but it was kind of like if if I was struggling as a as a model and just doing bits here, there, and everywhere, I would have I would have definitely gone back to the horses. But because it went so stratospheric so quickly, I just kind of rode this wave. So it was a big decision actually. That that you know the moment I said right. I'm going to I'm going to give this one a go. But that's kind of very much who I am and what I do. I just, you know, you kind of say, "Why don't you try this?" It's like racing cars. Someone said, "Why don't you try it?" And I was like, "Yeah, why not?" And then I kind of make a career out of it and so you kind of give me an inch and I'm like, <laughs> "Grab it." Yeah. I go, "Right, <laughs> let's do it." Fully immerse myself. Um but yeah, so I never got back to show jumping, which was a, which was a shame. But anyway, it started Aww. this kind of crazy crazy life. And had you finished school? Yes, just finished because I'm September 25th, so I'm a year ahead or I don't know. So I was the kind of the youngest. I can't remember. You see, obviously didn't get any GCSEs. No, I did. This is the funniest thing. So, So dad, you know, worked incredibly hard to give us all private education and we were all kind of in boarding schools because it was that kind of era you know the 70s and 80s and 90s we were all kind of put in boarding schools if you could afford it and so um my my he's very proud of this that my brother finished school after his GCSEs he got one GCSE which was an A in art my sister finished school did her GCSEs got one GCSE got a B in art and I did the same, got one GCSE, which was a C in art. <laughs> so his, his like his dinner party kind of like jokes are going, thank God I spent so much hard earned money on sending my kids to private school and got an absolutely nothing. And we're all, none of us have gone into the art industry at all. <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, left school quite young and went straight into like literally living on a 747. And that is a crazy world to be thrown into at the age of 15 years old. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's hard enough to just live like a normal stable life at yeah. 15 years old, never mind this. Yeah, I think I think if I wasn't kind of mentally older, because I'm the youngest of five, 
I I highly, you know, don't advise anyone to send their child into such an adult world at such a young age because at 15 you really are. That's really interesting you say that. I keep like I think it's really we keep saying it now like the amount of child stars and like y- you know younger child stars but it's like I actually can't think yeah. of a child star that like makes it through unscathed. Yeah, exactly. It's just so intense. Yeah, yeah. it really but is. But people keep doing it. Like we just watch more and more children and it's like lambs particularly now watching like people I don't know influencer kids and stuff yeah. it's like oh it's probably my God. greedy greedy parents. Yeah. Do you think that's what it is? I don't know. I mean, yes, I can't imagine. You know, at 15 because I think being the youngest of five and having to be quite adult and being, you know, sent to boarding school and things like that, it makes you a little bit more kind of, um, kind of, you know, self-independent. Mm. So I think that that really helped. But I think, you know, a, a lot of youngsters that we see that are really kind of prepped to do TV or to do things like that, that they're a little bit more mollycoddled. Mm. And I think that makes them a little bit more vulnerable. Um, and so much more manipulative if you know to the parents should we say yeah um but yeah it is it is sad to see a lot of these child stars kind of you know go go wobbly but it is it's an adult world you know really being thrust into a serious adult world you're traveling around the world on your own you're working with adults you know you we've all heard you know horror stories but um it is it's you know it is a big thing yeah, it really is. I never really heard, thought about it like that as an adult. Well, and actually, you were always just to me such a contradiction to everything I thought about modelling because when you look at supermodels, or you thought about it as like as a young t- teenager myself when I first met you, it's like well, I wasn't even a teenager, but it's like you assume that it's I, I there's such a sort of trope about it, and it does seem such a like cold industry in so many mm. ways, and you're such a juxtaposition to that because you were the warmest person I'd ever met and I was like yeah. this doesn't make any sense mm, but it feels you. like you didn't lose and I don't know if it does I don't know if it's just the way that we perceive models and that industry that it's that you don't have a I don't know that it it feels a lot colder looking at the industry maybe than certainly than your I I definitely felt. did change and yeah. I think that's why I I started getting anxiety and I started not liking who I was becoming because mm-hmm. they do, you do get paid immensely well. You're flying around. I mean, I would literally get on Concord from London at nine o'clock, arrive in New York at nine o'clock, shoot all day and then get on Concord at five and be back home because I didn't want to stay overnight. Wow. I mean, that's just mental. I was doing that like twice a week at 16, 17 years old. You know, it's, it's, absolutely ridiculous if I think back at it and you know and they do they do build you up you are you do feel like you're the most important person in the room Mm. and that does change you and I did find myself becoming not a very nice human being which is totally I think why my head mentally went a bit wobbly because I just didn't like who I was becoming. And then I started getting, you know, very serious kind of anxiety. Um, and I think that that's why I had to run. I had to run back to the country and go back riding horses and start growing vegetables again. And just, you know, I just, I hated who I was becoming. But they they do build you up to become little horrors. Mm. Um, and that's obviously what we see now, you know, with, with some of the, the big models definitely becoming quite a handful (laughs) yeah I I always find it so fascinating to hear and it feels like this is the story time and time again of people 
really at the top of their game and doing, you said you were doing these incredible, you know, opening these shows for huge designers, like working with amazing photographers. But you didn't really, but you didn't enjoy that experience. It felt traumatic. The whole thing felt traumatic. And I always find that so fascinating because from the outside, it's like, wow why are you that doing is it so glamorous like yeah you know opening these shows and and mixing with all these amazing yeah. models and I mean there but, is a lot of people that love it I there? was just yeah yeah that most of your biggies that are still there now really really love it do they yeah. okay yeah I just think it was because you know I was shoveling shit for my whole kind of you know whole life I was yeah. living in a in a yard and and this was just so kind of foreign to me and it's and I had no aspirations to become a model that you know I wanted to be like John Whitaker I wanted to ride horses and and yeah. you know be a show jumper and so the, that's why I think I was I was the b- biggest kind of anti-model model I was like you know always like kind of the the moody one in the corner <laughs> but the thing is you're being paid you know and I can't I can't be ungrateful at all I am immensely grateful for every opportunity and every catwalk show and every designer that asked me to, you know, be the face of their campaign. And and I did love it. There were moments where it was so, you know, you could be so free. Um, but I think eventually it just started. It's it was it's just not really me. And it's, you know, it's such a mad world. Was there pressure on you to look a certain way? Yeah. If you hadn't if it had never been an aspiration because you're so tall and so beautiful but the (laughs) but um Alfie wants one of these compliments too you're less tall but also so beautiful (laughs) 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 sorry um but what they what the industry asks of you is crazy you could be skinny so skinny yeah was that a pressure for me I was very very lucky you know I was six foot one when I was 15 um I had a strength I had muscle on me because I was riding Mm. and then I suddenly lost all that muscle because I was just flying around the world I didn't go to the gym also stopped eating good food so I was always brought up in the countryside grew our own veg always really healthy and then suddenly you're flying around the world and you're landing in a foreign city you didn't have access to you know to Pret-a-Manger or to you know somewhere you could get a nice salad you didn't you literally could get you you had to have a a reservation at a restaurant or you had McDonald's or Burger King or something you had no places that you could get fast food really that was healthy so I started eating really badly Um, So I was kind of losing weight because I lost my muscle. So, but that that was perfect. I was like a walking hanger. So this was, I was the perfect shape. But there are other girls and I know, I mean, uh, horror stories of, you know, girls in Milan that were told to eat cotton wool to make sure that their tummies felt full, um, but so that they didn't eat, you know, real given given pills to stop eating, you know, kind of like amphetamines and speed and things like that. So yeah, it was it was it was happening a lot, but I was really lucky to be blinkered because I was just this ginormous. I was one of the tallest girls anyway, so um, I was kind of like I didn't really see it, but I certainly heard it. And I saw how miserable girls were, you know, trying to be this certain weight. And also the brutality of people and art directors and 
you know, designers of turning around and going, you know, really fat shaming mm. and the damage that that was doing to, you know, to some of the girls and the guys. Sorry, I keep forgetting. Um, you know, a lot of the male models had even worse a time than, than we did. Really? So um, it, it's it's quite it's quite a brutal industry. There's a lot of rejection. So, you know, you've got to be you've got to be quite strong. Mm -hmm. um, but then, you know, there is this amazing other side of creativity and brilliant people. Um, so it's it's tough. It's a really tough one. You know, if you're struggling and you're in that middle section, it's 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 really quite brutal. Um, but if you're in the top, you know, the top echelon, it's the most fantastic world ever. Um, mm. But it's tough to get into that level. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What was your favorite job, the best thing you did during these 10 years? Um, there was once, I mean, obviously that I did, uh, I was on exclusivity with Karl Lagerfeld and Chanel, so I could only work for him. So I literally lived in his house and just, we just took photographs and did campaigns. But to see this man that you'd sit and have lunch with that was running, I think, four of the biggest fashion houses at the time, which was kind of Chloe, uh, Fendi, Chanel, and then he had his own line. So he would just sit there and just draw designs whilst you're just sitting, having a bit of pasta and and then do another one and another one and another one. And you're just going, God, this man is Your GCSE quite... Your GCSE art. Do you how? I could do the colouring in. I, yes, exactly. I can shade. I'm very good at shading. Um, no, so kind of seeing, you know, geniuses wow. at work like that, you know, some of the most incredible hair and makeup artists. There was one show that was quite fun and he was for, it was for Yoji Yamamoto and I was the bride. He had this tiny little entrance and this long catwalk. And he said, right, I want you to be the bride, but you're going to have to wear big DMs. And I was like, oh, of course, so delicate. <laughs> um, and, uh, and he put me in this kind of bamboo, um, ginormous kind of dress 
it and the bamboo was like holding up the material and then this huge bamboo hat and he said right you've got to lift it all up fold it in and literally he pushed me through this hole they were like all of them pushing me through the hole <laughs> to get out and then I got out the other side and I had to let go and this whole wedding dress went and as I walked down it was covering the wow. first two rows of the catwalk oh either side God. it was quite amazing wow. so they saw it but it had um Oh, I can't remember kind of like the the all the structure of it. It was just beautiful. Wow. Um, so that was quite fun. Alexander McQueen, when he asked me the first time he took over the house of Givenchy, he asked me to open that. That was quite wow. a big thing. Quite a big thing. Yeah. That's huge. <laughs> yeah. Quite a big thing. Yeah. yeah. So no, amazing, amazing memories. Wow. Amazing memories. And and you know, I can't talk too bad about the industry because it is an incredible industry and and I was very lucky to work you know with some of the greats um and especially Alexander you know Lee was yeah. awesome um and and I was kind of there through most of his period um so that was I felt immensely blessed to kind of be part of that era what was it then that just made you just like yeah it, well I got anxiety I got to a point where yeah. I started not sleeping so every time so I used to do a lot of shows because I was so tall and they do so you do spring summer autumn winter and then you do London Milan New York Paris and so you're doing that that those chunks twice a year and then I was doing couture as well for the same oh, wow. time so it was constant show show shows sometimes doing 10 shows a day and you do all four cities and I do all four cities wow. and then it started becoming I was getting really bad press in the UK about being too skinny because as I said I kind of lost all of my muscle and I did right. get a bit skinny I wasn't eating well and then the worst thing was I started getting insomnia because I was kind of like dreading uh, the next day because I was kind of like having to walk down the catwalk and then I thought all the photographers are going to be, you know, just slagging me off and I'm going to be front pages of all the kind of the the, the red tops. And, um, and so this kind of perpetual kind of downward motion of not being able to sleep, then losing appetite, constantly being in fight or flight. Mm. So I was never hungry because mm. I was just like, like this. So it wasn't you know, bulimia or anorexia or anything like this. I was just, I was just on ad ad adrenaline. Mm. I just literally, my adrenal glands must have been like completely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it just got to a point where it was, I would just be literally weeping. So I went to a doctor. He said, just breathe into a brown paper bag, which of course is like the worst <laughs> thing that you could possibly do. Then they put me on beta blockers and I was like walking around like an absolute zombie um, and then I was just like, this is, you know, I've been brought up, you know, literally in the hay bales, galloping across fields, you know, being, you know, very, very sporty. And I was like, this is, this is not for me. So I actually just, I remember walking, my last catwalk was, I can't remember the name of the designer, it was in Milan. And I came out and I walked halfway down. I got a massive panic attack. I turned around halfway down the catwalk, ran off, got into my clothes. And the designer was going mad because I had about three or four other outfits and just went straight to the airport. And that was it. Never, never went back. That was it. Yeah, I just couldn't, couldn't do it. Just wow. literally Did you ever break down. It? No. I mean, no, no, because I then went on to other things. I went, you know. Yeah. 
and and loved those other things because I went back into sport. I went back into eating healthily. I went, started my whole racing car career. It kind of like so. So no, I just be. I'm very thankful for it to have opened doors for me to go into yeah. these other careers. So were you? So you were 25. Is that right? At the time when you left, it's probably a bit younger. I mean, I st I still did editorial, but I just never yeah. did cat. What I never went on that roller yeah. coaster anymore. Okay. So I probably did um, uh, editorial pieces. Okay. Yeah. And then was a, was there a point when you were like, I'm done with that as well? Like I'm completely done with modelling. I mean, I love doing a shoot every now and then. It's yeah. quite fun. You know, there's lots of charity, like lovely yeah. ranking kind of, you know, supporting gorgeous charities. It's yeah. so nice to kind of tip your toe back in. And dip be selective, right? Yeah. About what you do. But yeah, so, but I'm very much kind of out of it now and doing lots of other things. When you went home... What, did, what was it like coming home again? Like, did, was it, I mean, when you describe your life, I'm like, oh my God, it actually sounds like a Jilly Cooper book at that time. I just want to be riding the horses, but yeah. I decided I had to go and get on Concord and now I'm back. And it's like, was it amazing? Was it, it just was, like walking back and just like, oh my God, I'm home? I mean, it was, yeah, there was a lot of trauma I had to deal with. I had to, I had to seriously learn how to heal myself. Mm. Um, and, and no one really understood anxiety at that time. Um, so doctors weren't really helping me. And so I kind of went on this whole kind of path to try and find, you know, how to stop myself getting panic attacks and literally go around a supermarket or suddenly just get bomb and just run out with the, with the trolley just kind of still standing there. You know, anxiety is a funny old thing. So I had to kind of learn how to get out of it, you know, and that was through crystals, that was through good old um, back flower remedies. You know, it's kind of like there is no rhyme or reason of how to stop it. It's the brain is an extraordinary thing. And mine was very much getting back into exercise, getting back out to the countryside, eating good food again. You know, all of these things that we really now know are so important for for our body. Did you have resentment for the press? Did they leave you alone when you came back? They, they did because I just became a, a hermit. Yeah. You know, I just literally went, moved out to the countryside. Think that was the majority of the trauma, though, is what they did to you? Or? It, yeah, I think very much. I mean, thankfully, I didn't see a lot of what away. was going on. I remember coming home once and I put on the... I put on the TV and I was, and it was Kilroy. <laughs> and they had like the whole thing with the head. And I was going, oh, I know that. He's a photographer. And then I was going, oh my God, it's my old agent. And, and then the whole thing was discussing whether I was a terrible role model and, you know, this and that. And it was just like, and I was like, oh, for God's sake. Why? Just... Because of your body size? Yeah, they, they thought that I was anorexic and I was promoting anorexia and right. all of these things. So, yeah, so which I wasn't. And so I was just so also, frustrated. Even if you had been, God. you'd still have been a victim of something and you'd have been right. ill. So yeah. it's actually deranged. It's, but like, it's unbelievable. Yeah, because that's really going to help you, yeah, isn't, isn't it? Having exactly. like a docu-special about Literally looking into your... Every day on, a, on the front pages of a newspaper just being slated. I remember at, a, um, at another, I was walking somewhere and a woman came up to me and she said, you are disgusting. You, My, my daughter almost died because of you. <gasps> Jenny, and I was just wow. like, so mean. That's awful. Yeah, but I mean, it's you, they, that period, everyone was so brutal. You know, late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. It was just like abuse city, wasn't it? Yeah. The because irony, of the press. Because of the And the irony being is if you'd have been a little bit bigger, 
then you would have been slated for being too big to be a model. I mean, you can do no rights or wrongs, really. Holy shit. Yeah, that's pretty full on. I'm really sorry for you. That's like really horrible. That is horrible. No wonder you're so anxious. Because it kind of, I've learnt from these and if I hadn't had all of these things, then I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be, you know, who I am today. I had to learn these hard lessons and, you know, it's it's part of me. Mm. So it's kind of all our, it's all our lives and our process and it's how you kind of compartmentalise them and how you deal with them yeah. and and move on from them and learn, but never regret. No. It's really important. You don't regret anything? No. That's Maybe so cool. snogging John at 12. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't snog John, John at 12. John. Like, <laughs> Me? John. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how long did it take you between finishing being doing your modeling and then driving racing and finding your other passions well I went I wanted to get back into horses and the only because I knew that I was safe on a horse and I knew horses kind of I would be okay and I was still this is when I was like really finding it hard to leave the front door because the anxiety was so huge and I knew horses would would heal me and the only horses I had access to was my brother's and he was a polo player. And so I started going and riding his his polo ponies. And um, and then he was like, go on, take a stick and just go and have a little hit. And so I was like, oh, oh love this. And then this is me, typical me, completely immersed myself. And then so I think within about two years, I had 22 polo ponies. <laughs> I was, rep- I was women, winning the Women's World um, Championships. Represented England, yeah. So that was just, <laughs> was just. I love that. It's so good. <laughs> um, so that was kind of a that would have mad gone couple so of years. So differently if literally anyone else. I imagine, like, oh, just given it. I'd have gone. I'd have fallen straight off the horse. You wouldn't have, <laughs> I'd have died. Got on it. <laughs> I'd have died. It's no, it's amazing. Polo ponies are so easy to ride. They're are they the easiest. Small? They're quite small. They're much smaller than show right. jumpers would be. Okay, but they're really well. <laughs> Behaved. I've got such Stop. a good mental image of you on a polo horse. <laughs> <laughs> Disaster. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, and then I can't. And then oh yeah. So g- driving came from one of my sponsors playing polo was Maserati, and then so I became very close to this lovely lady called Sylvia Pini, and I was doing something. I can't remember the timelines because they all come. It was a long time ago. <laughs> um, but I did something called the Gumball Rally. Someone just said a group, they said, a group of friends said, look, jump in the back. It's really fun. We're going to go across America. And so um, so I um, thought, why not? I You know, I don't know. America is in, you know, I've done LA and kind of New York, but never really seen middle America and traveled. So anyway, did it. Amazing cars. Then I had to fly back to the UK to give an award at the GQ Awards. And I sat next to your dad Hmm. and I went, oh my God, you're the car man. I said, I've just been doing this rally in this F40s and F50s and this Conan Seg did 242 miles an hour. And he was listening, he was going, wow, you know about cars. He said, come and do my show. And I was like, to be honest, I hadn't really watched Top Gear. Um, and I didn't think anything more of it. And then I got a call a couple of months later. They said, come down to Dunsfold. And I was actually just down the road um, because I live in Sussex. And um, and then turned up, really had no idea what the whole process was. 
and I got in the car and did a did a lap with the Stig, and then and then he got out, and then he said, "Right, go." And, and I remember I did phone. I think I phoned Jamie Oliver, and I said, "How many laps do you do?" And he said, "Oh, about 10. And then after about three, they said, "Right, get out." And I was like, "No, I think I think I can get that 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 corner there a bit better." And they said, "No, no, no, okay, you've got to get out." So anyway, then you go to the studio in the afternoon, and and that's where they said, "Right, you'd gone straight to the top of the." Of the leaderboard, Did you? and apparently I'd done it on my second lap, cool. and I, by my third lap I was like half a second quicker, and they were going, "Okay, no, you've got to stop now. You're too good." You're, no, but <laughs> then I just fell in love with with cars and went off and got my odds, which is a provisional racing. Then I met up with Sylvia from Maserati and ended up racing for Maserati for about three years. Yeah, so that was kind of like... I know. I mean, one of my questions I was going to ask, like, after the modelling decade, did you miss all those high highs? But it sounds like you... Found them in other things. You found them elsewhere. A bit of adrenaline junkie. Yeah, Yeah, no, definitely, definitely found this, you know, kind of that, that, that buzz feeling that you get from walking down a catwalk in, in other in other things, in other forms, more healthier forms. You did well, something, I actually just trying to remember, I think skiing, something really dangerous. Did I do, what, the jump? The jump, that's it. what you did. Did you do it? Absolutely, I didn't want to do it at all. I had never seen the show before. <laughs> and I was with doing shows you've never I seen. Know, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> and uh, I, was, I was actually skiing with Indy and we Your were son. in, yeah, my son, and we were skiing around and I got a phone call from Saatchi, my agent, and they said, can you be in... Um, in Austria, wherever it is in Austria, tomorrow. And I was like, why? And they were like, someone's had an injury. I didn't realise that they'd broken all their ribs and something like that. (laughs) They'd all been there for like weeks and weeks and weeks training. They said, can you be there tomorrow? Um, And so I turned up. I was like, okay, Indy's going. Well, Indy came with me. Um, And the first thing I did on the first day after not knowing, they said, don't worry, don't worry. You just do a bit of slalom. Do a bit of downhill, you know, it's absolutely fine. Might do a little jump. It's I was like, what kind jump. of jump? I was like, <laughs> they were like, don't worry about it, you'll be fine. And then uh, turned up and they said, right, straight up to the top because you've got to t- go straight into filming. And they literally put me on a silver tray. So I remember going up to the top of this uh, toboggan run. I think that's what you call it. And Amy Williams was there, who's our gold medalist for... Um, Going headfirst down a down a very steep ice track. Um, so the bobsleigh. Skeleton. Skeleton. That's it. Skeleton. Yeah, and they literally put me on like a, a little silver tray, headfirst, <laughs> and said, "Off you go!" Like that. And I was like, <laughs> "Like this, go! Oh, what the fuck am I doing?" <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, I got to the bottom and I was like phoning up my agent. I'm not doing this. They were like, you'll be fine. And I was like, it was the worst experience I've ever had in my life. The show's not still going anymore, is it? No, I think think when they broke someone's back was the point where they went. Tina Hobley broke her leg. Yes. Whose back broke? Uh, The gymnast. (gasps) Beth Ruddle. Beth. Yeah, that sounds right. Beth. They broke her back. Shit. It's not great. She's- no, no, no. Well, it's stopped. It's stopped now. Um, but yeah, so I thought, right, I need to get off the show as quickly as possible. <laughs> to go home. So oh, I Tina became... Hobby broke her arm. 
Mark Francis Frank from Made in Chelsea fractured his ankle. Yeah. Sarah Harding damaged her knee, and yeah. Rebecca Adlington dislocated her shoulder. No, honestly, it's, it's carnage. Oh my God. Yeah, and then carnage. Beth Tweedle sued the jump because yeah, yeah. she broke her back. She broke her back. I mean, but so I was like, I need to get off this show ASAP. So I became the worst skier that you, I mean, and I've been skiing most of my life and I know how to ski, but I suddenly became like the worst skier yeah. ever. So and then got voted off like first or. Perfect. Yeah. And then they keep you up there. It's one of these shows where they keep you up there. So I, I just sat in um, Innsbruck with some lovely uh, uh, Vachon hot wine. Oh, that sounds gorgeous. And just that celebrated. Yeah. Celebrated Yeah, everyone. that sounds really Jumping. Nice. I never did the jump. Watching them all just breaking <laughs> and breaking. Yeah. Yes, like, oh, sore ankle, sore leg. <laughs> more, more Vachon, please. <laughs> that is so brutal. Anyway, yeah, it's one of those. I love, actually, that's one thing I love about the modelling world is it's it's made me, you know, a semi-public figure that I get invited to do. Fun stuff. Fun, like, you know, MasterChef. If I hadn't <gasps> have done MasterChef. What was that like? I would have never have bought the pub and I would have never have done, wow. you know, all of this food kind of stuff You're I'm doing now. You're such a yes person. I really... No, 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 I'm more. quite good at saying no. I'm oh. getting much better at it. Yeah? Yeah. But like shows like that, I I just love to go, where else are you going to learn by the best chefs? Oh my God, what was it like? Terrifying, but brilliant. Yeah, it looks terrifying. I love to immerse myself because obviously as a model and having anxiety most of my life, I mean, food was just like, and I used food as fuel rather mm. than enjoyment. And it suddenly opened my mind to, you know, textures and flavours and how exciting food is and how delicious. And, and so I was like, oh my God. Right, I need a restaurant now. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got a restaurant. Um, Michelin star coming. <laughs> yeah. No, two rosette. Wow. Yeah, with two rosettes. That's amazing. So quite it's, I'm so proud of it. I mean, we literally got the pub eight years ago, straight to Brexit. Couldn't find anyone to work for us. Then went straight into a pandemic. Now cost of living. Now energy crisis. <laughs> I'm just what are you saying no to then? No, I do have, I have days where I just go, no, I'm going to have a day at home. I'm going to I'm going to have a lie in. I'm going to chill. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to have that meeting. I'm going to cancel all that. Yeah, I do. I do have learned to to kind of be kind to myself a bit more rather than kind of self flagellate. How was the anxiety after Modeling, did it good? Did you get rid of good for the most part? Learn to live with it, yeah, yeah. And no, but I think what happens is you just retrain your brain. So mm. I've retrained my brain from not to just every now and then kind of decide to squirt that kind of gland, whatever it secretes, to make you go into fight or flight. People are going to be listening, going, Gosh, you haven't seen those, I've seen nothing about it. I can't remember, it's not serotonin. It sounded quite convincing. To <laughs> I like me. it, squirt that glass, squirt that glass. <laughs> But I think it just gets used to squirting. <laughs> so I think you've got to kind of control it and go, you don't need to squirt all the time. <laughs> Sorry. That's the title of this episode. <laughs> Jodie Kidd, you don't need to squirt, squirt all the time. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Yeah, so it kind of, it kind of just got mm. less and less and less. And now I understand what's going on. Because at the beginning I thought... I'm I'm going to die. 
I'm going to, my heart is going to come out my chest and it's going to explode and I'm going to die in front of everyone. And, and then that was, you know, and that's yeah. just terrifying. Whereas now if I, if it starts going, you know, sweaty palms, you can feel it. You just, yeah. I have to go, okay, calm, yeah. get the brain onto something else, get out of this situation, maybe walk into another room, do something. And I kind of know how to deal with it a little bit. And then it disappears that's that's so accurate that description because it does feel like you're gonna die doesn't it yeah. it feels like there's too much happening yeah. for you not to like explode or yeah, yeah, yeah. just die oh my god it's, the, it's, it's horrendous it's, it's it's horrible yeah i'm sorry you get it oh no i'm did. i'm did yeah did yeah yeah, yeah. But i'm much much better now but it's, yes. a, it's a horrible feeling babies are really good because they're grounding they ground you i feel like my yeah. baby's completely cured my anxiety yeah they I do it's so bizarre. Yeah. I actually, Alex, husband Alex and I were looking at photos last night of when Arlo was born the first week. I was like, I think I've ever looked calmer, which is so mm. perverse. Really? Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like Indy do. calmed you? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I think there's something that goes on in the body. There's so many different hormones that start kicking in and things like that, that this little squirting one that's, the you know, yeah. you only really want it to squirt if, you know, when there's danger, <laughs> um, not when you're in a supermarket um yeah, that yeah. i think everything just gets it just um you know it's um what's recalibrates. it called All recalibrates yeah mm. yeah so i think it just redoes that and then and then basically you haven't got any time to think about anything else apart from this little person that that your brain i suppose is focused and it's 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 not allowed to run wild and that's mm. good to know, actually. That's very yeah. reassuring. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from the the, yeah, the sleep, the sleep makes, normally makes you a little bit wobbly. Little Lack bit. of sleep. Yeah. But it's all right. But it's okay. I can't cope when he's going to be like 18. I've told him he can't leave home until he's 32. That seems reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, sure he's oh, like, yeah, okay. God, you're going to be like that. <laughs> it's so funny, isn't it? As like a parent, because you went off to travel the world and live your dream at 50, or live a dream at 15. And then as a parent, you're like, no, you're not going anywhere. You're going to stay with right? me. <laughs> terrible. Do as I say, not as I do. No, I won't be that bad, I promise. If he wanted to go and model, yeah. would, you Ooh, like, would you want him big to? Big question, big question. I think because I know the industry, I would be okay with it. But the, uh, you know, the male, the male side of modelling is is not. You know, you never get paid as much. You're always the one in the background. You know, it's all it's very female led, which is wonderful. You know, which mm. I think is great. One of the few industries that have always been, you know, female first. Um, but I think because I know it, I would be I would be happy. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a biggie though. It's a biggie. Yeah, cuz you could hold hold his hand. Yeah. It? Yeah, yeah. I'd it's be interesting one of those mothers. Yeah. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be controlling the, the <laughs> No, <laughs> just generally. Mum's was talking about earlier. Um it's interesting to hear that cuz actually we don't really hear much about the male experience of modeling, do no, we? No. We hear a lot about it's, the it's female, it's hard. But... It's really yeah. hard. And they've had some really tough times, you know, a lot of the guys. Yeah, I'd say as well, because you're saying that about your body, like you were just naturally yeah. a very thin person when you weren't eating properly. Yeah. But men, they don't want that. That's not the aspiration. No, they've, they've got, got to have work out. Yeah, very specific. Yes. Like they've got to be. Muscly. Yeah. They have got, you know, they, they're, it's an intense yeah. kind of routine. Whereas we just, you know, we just got to be kind of like 
nothing really but no it's changing you know it kind of goes in this circles for for women specifically they kind of like you had your supers which was kind of all much more bustier hippier really beautiful then we went through the waif which i was part and then it kind of went into the brazilian which was much more kind of curvier the guys have to you know you've got to have a big six pack you know and that's dedication and and work and you know and then to be rejected after that as well you know it's it's funny old world how do you take reject asking for a friend how do you get good at taking rejection or did you not really have to because yeah you, I did. oh my yeah. god yeah yeah yeah. i mean it's really difficult because i could turn up on time i could look good my hair will be brushed i can you know do whatever they wanted me to do but just because you know my eyes were slightly bluer than the art director wanted you didn't get the job you know it could be tiny things and you kind of get your head round that it's it's not your fault mm. you know it's 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 not you and you know it's something specific that these people want to look at or something along those lines so you've just got to start kind of just um protecting yourself i suppose are you protected by your agent? Do they shield you from the reasons for rejection? Yeah, I was very lucky to have a very, very good agent that was amazing. Um, and and I had, you know, a whole set of wonderful agents. But, you know, some are some are not so protective, definitely. Um, so, yes, I, I was, you know, just very thankful for, for that, having, you know, good people around me. But they're they're not all like that. No. Yeah, because I guess like you don't need to know all the reasons why you're rejected, right? They could just be like, I they've know. gone elsewhere. It could be absolutely nothing. Yeah. It could be like, oh, I've only got for the campaign, I've only got size forty shoes, and you're forty one, and you're going to make the you know yeah. the shoes look weird. It's it could be anything. Yeah. Um, but are you good at accepting that, or are you were you one of these people that would be like, oh no, it's it's my. F- my fault. It's because of me. Do you know what it, I mean? It, it took a long time to learn because being a rider and a competitive rider, if you put 100% in, you'll get 110 out of your horse. So mm. I was always, if you put it, if you put that time in, you'll get it out. And it was, yeah. it was, it was a bit of a head mess um, to kind of, to put that effort in and to not get the job so it took a little bit of a kind of adjusting of going, okay, this is this is not like dealing with animals and things like that. So it was a bit of a change, but I just kind of, you just got to put your glow, your light around you and protect yourself and yeah. try and That's move on. That's nice. That is nice. Way of describing it. I would not. <laughs> just put your light on. Put my light on. Is that how you describe it? Yeah. I like that. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> like, what does the light look like? Well, you just like some, cover your body with this nice glowing light and it protects you. Oh my God, I want to do that. I love that so yeah, much. Yeah, just I like that. Invision, 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 invision. <laughs> I haven't even started drinking yet. <laughs> um, yeah, you just kind of picture this light around you and you just feel it and then it protects you. How often do you put your light on? A lot. <laughs> That's so nice. I want I'm to start putting my light start on. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to start doing that. Wow. Yeah. I really like that. It's like little aura. Little aura around you. It does. It does sort of feel like. Sorry, I'll, I'll get to you with compliments in a minute. I know, but sorry, long time coming. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> but as a person, as a person, you feel like you do have that light around you. Like as long as I've known you, it feels like nothing that life has ever thrown at you 
has um, diminished any of your light? Like you still, you feel uh, consistently warm. I don't think I've ever seen you on a bad day. I don't think I've ever seen you not smiling. Like yeah. You just seem like an incredibly happy and even though you're never sit still and you're always so busy, you do f you feel very grounded. Yeah, like as a human. Yeah, I I want that. Yeah, <laughs> it's so taken it's taken a lot though. I do have you know do have bad days. Do have days where I'm finding it hard to get out of bed and just want to have a shut down day. Um, but I just kind of like I just you know I'm just very kind of grateful about life and I'm very. I'm very kind of just thankful and, and you know, try to just be as kind as I possibly can. And I think that that's, that's you know, it's really, really important. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of how I live, really. Just mm. keep smiling, keep hugging, hug everybody. I love that. Um, and, yeah, just being kind. I mean, there's enough kind of people that need that. Yeah. Just a big smile or a big cuddle just lights makes people's days. So that's that's great. If that's my little mission for the day, then I'm, yeah. I'm happy to do that. You must be the happiest landlady. That's why people come to your pub in their droves. They're like, we get a cuddle. Yeah, we get, get a cuddle, cuddle and a smile. Get lots of cuddles. Yeah. And I d definitely the wrong pint because, you know, I completely forget. <laughs> <laughs> forget orders. <laughs> Where is your pub and what's it called? It's Let's called it a... The Half Moon in a lovely little village uh, called Curdford in Sussex. Lovely. Yeah, it's great. You haven't been yet. I know, I know. I was like, oh, she's going to say Terrible. It's a let's, go. let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. We Daisy, the, let's go. We're going. Let's go. We have the best Sunday roast ever. Oh, I'm there. Ever. Let's go. I tell you, it's so good. I'm so proud of, of the team and Gavin and everyone. They're just amazing. They really are. It hasn't Excellent. been easy. Um, but yeah, it's it's good. It's lovely. Can we do a should I delete that meetup at the Half Moon in Sussex? Yes, yes please. Let's do another one. Yes. Let's yeah. go. Yes. I'll bring my, my microphones. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fun. I've, I've done really, podcasts there. I was going to say do it like um, yes. Jesse West podcast. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, the so, move. Okay, we're coming. Do a morning Excellent. full of full of um, full of podcasts and then a big Sunday roast. Oh, please. Yeah. Okay. It's yours. Murder a Sunday roast. It's yours. Yes. It's official. I'm the, on I'm this there. Wednesday morning we're all like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> gravy <laughs> thank you so thank you much, so much. Oh, God, sorry if I've just been like nattering no, oh god it's too much literally love talking to you thank you oh I love you guys love you thank you Show That Delete That is part of the ACAS Creator Network 